0: We're going to film you in Sweetie style, because we're talking about Candyman, um, but, infor- but unfortunately we're poor, so we're watching the original one that's on Why Netflix. Why didn't you say, like,
1: this time it was the bees, or some shit like that? What? No. Fucking because of stupid. the bees. Because of the bees. Not the bees! Not <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Saying <laughs> It's a staple of the filming
0: podcast. Hello, everyone. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, are you ready now, David? <laughs> I was already
1: ready. I don't know why you stopped yourself.
0: Oh, I thought I, I thought I heard you talk. Right, in mind. No, I didn't say a fucking thing, man. Oh. Fuck. Um, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of the Film Me podcast, where this week we're going to film you in Sweetie style. Because we're talking about Candyman. Um, but, infor- but unfortunately we're poor, so we're watching the original one that's on Why Netflix. Why didn't you say, like, this time it was the bees, or some shit like that? What? No! Fucking because of the bees! Because of the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> Not <laughs> the bees! Ah! Yeah, exactly. Saying <laughs> it's a
1: staple of the filming Podcast, that we quote a random Nicolas Cage film most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big, big upload. And 90% of the time. Love <laughs> Hashtag Nicolas Cage for fill me in. <laughs> Hashtag Cage me in. Hashtag Nicolas Cage for the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That,
1: that should be the uh, the title to his movie. It shouldn't be the unbearable way of massive times. It should just be the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage.
0: The man had a, has had a lot of ups and downs. Exactly, and that's why that podcast
1: is perfect. A.K.A. go check out the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage.
0: Yeah. It's the best Nicholas Cage theme podcast. I wonder how many Nicholas Cage theme podcasts there are now that you've seen oh, that. You would be surprised. Have um, you seen that? There's more. I actually don't know. because uh, I remember you know? I wanted
1: this originally to be a Nicholas
0: Cage theme podcast. Yeah, that's never going to happen. That's why I'm in charge. Uh, speaking and of, that's why I'm, I'm making my own podcast. I, I, I'm your host, uh, Zanna Langwist, and your <laughs> loving, caring, wonderful host. That um. That, Doesn't really that, care. That, that tucks you into bed at night and kisses you on the forehead and reads you a nice bedtime story. What are and you then, doing in our viewers' and, houses? And then, it, and are then, you then it's revealed to New Zealand. And then it's revealed that I'm not actually your father. And then I have to run out the door and uh, evade custody. Um, I thought you were going to say like, and then you say that you see
1: dead people. And then I, you know, there's a lot of red on screen. <laughs> and that's David. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, he, he's that's here. A good,
1: that's, that's a good introduction to he's me. It's yeah, actually a really good introduction
0: to me. He's like, yeah, and it, there's this fucking thing. And then yeah. I'm just there waving like, ah. Before we get to the main topic of this week's podcast, though, um, a couple of things, heads up, uh, first up. One, um, we actually, this month, this is going to be the last podcast for this month. And I want to let you all know that you've actually absolutely smashed it with the listens this month. And we have actually had our biggest month ever since starting the podcast uh, so i want to say i want to say a huge thank you to everyone that's been listening this long um, for any amount of time and that we're uh, yeah we're, we're glad that you're enjoying it and listening to it um and also i appeared on another show this week um i appeared on the doctor who panel show time lords um, hosted by my good friend uh, tom mason uh, i will leave a link to it in the description uh, it's a YouTube video full of um, all your favorite Doctor Who-themed YouTubers, um, including our own uh, Joe Cook, a.k.a. Rebel Hoovian. Uh, so go and check that out. It was a lot of fun to talk Doctor Who and uh, have a lot of laughs while doing it. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. I'll leave a link in the description and uh, let let me know what, what you think. And if you like it enough, then uh, Tom will make more of them. Uh, he has promised that and that I will return.
1: Eventually... I will do something else other than this podcast. And Xander will be like, what the fuck are you doing not on something else other than this podcast?
0: <laughs> I actually, that will actually be my phrase. That will actually be the he word He was just like, is. no, you're fucking cheating on me.
1: <laughs> I'll, um, I'll send Xander a message and he'll just be like, no, you're not allowed. That's an abusive relationship.
0: Apologies for the delay there. Um, I made uh, quesadillas for tea. Uh, with some yeah zan, zan is some... eating some
1: one pound 70 quesadillas that's that not true fucking banging
0: oh no actually yeah, it is true. The, the the meat was one pound 70 it was discounted don't worry i'm not about that i mean i am cheap um he's not buying horse meat from tesco don't worry yeah yeah it was from aldi um, Hashtag
1: tesco sponsor us i've i've got a cat called tesco he does that's really sad right um news she david i'm sure sh- 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 i'm
0: sure you have news right
1: uh, yes, I do. There's some. There's some not so important news, and there's some important news. You know, as there always it's, is.
0: It's all movie news. None of it's fucking important. There's people dying out in Afghanistan.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, but first of all, I do want to uh, get through like some gaming news, as um, every now and then we do on, like, on the channel. Um, whenever there's like a big convention for gaming stuff, I like to cover it because Xander knows nothing about gaming, and I like to hype him up for games that are coming out so that I'll say, hey, we should play this together, and then we never end up playing it together. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go through the Gamescom announcements. I'm not going through anything that Xbox announced because I don't think they really announced anything that new um i know they announced like some crossover stuff with uh borderlands and sea of thieves and they showed off some Forza horizon 5 um and some of their other upcoming projects but i don't think they showed off anything major like um as far as i'm aware there's no fable news or anything like that which is kind of sad i was looking forward to hearing something about that but yeah so um first of all we actually did get something new from Xbox. We got a look at Crossfire X, which they revealed a very short teaser trailer in a, at their E3 conference that showed us fucking nothing of this game. Um, we now know something of this game, and the fact that it's a first-person shooter that looks kind of like COD. I, it, yeah, there's not much to say about it. It looks decent. It looks fun. but Phenomenal much else um park beyond is bandai namco's version of planet coaster slash um roller coaster tycoon aka a not very good version of no- roller coaster tycoon because that game will never be beaten Re- Co- roller coaster tycoon 3 big up um they showed off a new trailer for ro- roller
0: coaster tycoon 3 come on the podcast
1: please <laughs> it's, oh my god yes <laughs> i would love to do a, ro- a roller coaster imagine a roller coaster tycoon movie I don't know how it would work. They
0: did it. It's called Wonder Park. Where you just make your
1: Fuck own thing. Off. It's just we bought a zoo.
0: But yeah. <laughs> we bought a theme park.
1: We it's the sequel. We bought a roller coaster Tycoon 3. Um Far Cry six got a new trailer. Uh it looks like a Far Cry game. That's all I can say.
0: What, um June
1: not... Carlo and um June Carlo um Esposito looks fucking phenomenal. As always, he's a great actor. I love him to bits. I want him as a villain in Marvel movies or just a villain again in general other than in Far Cry. I feel like as a Far Cry villain he's going to be kind of wasted because Far Cry villains don't usually get too much screen time. They get a decent amount, but not enough. Um, and I feel like that's going to be the same thing here. Okay. Jurassic World Evolution 2 got a new trailer. Um, yeah, it's just more Jurassic World game thing. It, it doesn't look quite great. Great. Um, Sick. This one's a bit of an interesting one. It's it's very weird. And hear me out. So it it's described as the K-pop pokemon alike that you knew you never need that you never knew you needed in your life. Now it does look kind of like that, but it's more just. This is a game where you play as kids just fucking about in an open world, and it looks really fun and really cute. You get like a um an umbrella to glide down you can use different uh, vehicles like a skateboard and bikes and stuff like that and it just looks like really really cute i'm i'm honestly um down to try this when it does launch i'm pretty sure it's only launching on xbox series x s uh but you know what xbox like anything that's not halo or forza they'll just release on any platform eventually yeah so i'm i'm probably gonna try this out um if it does ever come to something else um the outlast trials uh so this is a bit of a weird one this is like a multiplayer spin-off of the of the outlast franchise i didn't those know it was multiplayer
0: hor- those are the horror ones right
1: yeah that's the horror game where you play as a person with a ca- with only a camera and no means of defense
0: yeah um
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. in this you kind of have a means of defense which obviously it's a multiplayer game you kind of have to have a means of defense but that immediately just ruins the whole point of Outlast. Like the whole horror of Out Outlast is, you have nothing. You only have lockers and a camera.
0: I've actually, I've, I've actually played that game. Fucking terrifying. And it's, it's dope as hell.
1: It's amazing and it's terrifying and I love it. It's always cheap um, as well.
0: It's always cheap to find.
1: Yeah, because it's an indie game. Indie games go cheap. It's fuck. Honestly, yeah. it's insane. Um, yeah, this one, I'm I'm not too sure, too sold on it, but looks decent. Um... Lego Star Wars Skywalker Zaga got a spring 2022 release window. Finally showed off a bit of gameplay and um, some cutscenes. And honestly, I could give less of a shit if they just all they would have to do to make me happy as like a, a Lego Star Wars fan is remaster the complete Zaga. Fuck off Skywalker stuff. Fuck off the entire sequel trilogy. Just remaster that. And I'm happy. Because those games were fantastic, and I'm not the biggest fan of the way that Lego games have gone in recent years. I don't, I don't really like the open world stuff. I don't like the coherent cutscenes. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. I think the slapstick is way better for Lego.
0: I'm, I'm unsure how the, uh how, how it's gonna, how it's gonna be different from the original Lego Star Wars games. The we already. Only have.
1: thing I can imagine is the levels are gonna be longer. The cutscenes are going to be more coherent and tying the story together, and there's going to be a lot more collectibles and a lot more characters that we didn't see in those in those original games, um, and probably costumes and shit like that. But at the same time, like the only thing that I'm going to find funny is how they introduce the uh, the, the fucking Palpatine stuff, for, um, Rise of Skywalker, and I reckon that somebody's just going to be a master builder and build him.
0: You know what that sounds just, like? They're just going to get like Benny the astronaut. That sounds like someone forgot to put their phone on silent for the podcast.
1: Yes, I did. Fuck <laughs> you. Um, I was doing <laughs> I, mean, it I was gonna, talking. Going
0: to have to leave that in now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I think somebody's just going to, like, build him. And that's how we're just going to say, somehow, Palpatine has returned. <laughs> they're going to keep the exact same line.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: But yeah, this...
0: Oh, hang I, on, I hang, really on, hang
1: on, hang on, hang on. Looks like someone didn't tell his roommates that he was recording a podcast.
0: God, I live in a house
1: with amateurs. Run- Hi, random person who just came on the podcast unknowingly.
0: Does no one understand the etiquette of a podcast? Good God, There's
1: no etiquette to a podcast.
0: <laughs> they just asked me if I wanted to watch Atlanta, and I was like, I really do. <laughs> but I'm talking about Candyman.
1: <laughs> Fuck it. I really want to, but I'm about to come all over Melina's face. All over
0: face. Unfortunately, I wasn't recording when uh, when I made that when we talked about that earlier, so that will mean absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, hold on! My mum is calling me now. Hooray! I am back. Yo. Hello. Darkness, my old friend. Sorry. Anyway, uh, anyway. like a Star Wars, or Sky Wars a Skywalker saga. Yeah. I... I I know there's I only know like one person who's genuinely excited for this and that's Joe. Personally, I couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah, like it. It just looks fine. I don't understand how this game has been delayed so many times. I imagine we'll get like a behind the scenes story at some point, and that'll be interesting to see. But I don't plan on buying it.
0: That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Uh, okay. The next thing, um, Ubisoft's Riders Republic, a kind of, if you've ever played Steep, it's like Steep, but with every other like sport included, like when it comes to um, like outdoor mountain range sport kind of thing. And it looks pretty fun. It It's like the extreme sports, the game. Um, there's a beta going on that has, as recording this, ending tomorrow, I believe. Um, I didn't try the Bayer, but I'm sure it was good. I've heard good things. So, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, Rise of the Public looks great. Okay. Um, Splitgate, the first-person Halo meets Portal game that has recently released on consoles. Um, I've just went live with with their first season, Season Zero, weirdly enough, um, introducing a new map, a new game mode, and a 100-tier battle pass filled with cosmetics. Um, And... By the way, this game is fucking phenomenal. It's, it feels exactly like old school Halo, but they've thrown a portal gun in there. That is literally all the game is, and it's fantastic. It's the biggest, best evolution of Halo it, it could get. And I love it. I, I became obsessed with it for like a full week and then stopped playing it because I was becoming too obsessed with it and wanted to play some single player stuff. Um, so yeah, that got announced. Cool. Uh, um... The spiritual successor to the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. um, I think I had a stroke while saying that. (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, arcade game Uh, got um, a new trailer.
0: Is that the time? The travel through time one.
1: Yeah, uh, turtles in time, and this one's called Shredded Revenge. Um, It's currently only confirmed for PC and Switch, but this looks so good. The art style is fantastic. It's like pixel art, but it's detailed pixel art. The like gameplay looks phenomenal. I am definitely getting this because I have a Switch, so I'm just going to be getting it on Switch because I don't use my laptop for gaming that much. Exciting. Um, that and good. it looks so good. So, yeah, I, I recommend that. Um couple more to go through before we get to the main thing that I want to talk about. I've gone from the bottom to the top here. Right,
0: okay. Um, okay.
1: So, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, this sounds like a weird one. It's an adorable, mixed with terrifying game where you play as, like, a lamb uh, trying to, you know, build up this town and get everybody into your cult, I think. You play as a possessed lamb and builds its cults of worshippers. It sounds so weird, but it's so adorable looking that I kind of have to get it. It's got the cutest art style ever. So I need this game in my life. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. It looks really fun. It, it's got like a top down old school Zelda-ish combat um, mixed with a little bit of Saudi Valley in there and a decent amount of Bloodborne, apparently. So, yeah. Um, last few things before we get on to the main topic of gaming news that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, Xbox revealed that Halo Infinite will launch on December 8th and they also revealed that alongside a limited edition Xbox Series X uh, Halo Infinite console with an elite controller. Uh, The console looks gorgeous, but I don't know. Halo Infinite is still not fully grabbing me. I'm going to wait until reviews come out to even consider buying an Xbox to play it because otherwise I'm just not going to be playing it. Like I've got my laptop, but it won't be powerful enough to run Halo anyway. Just about we're a Microsoft word on this thing nowadays. Um, <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard got a new trailer.
0: Oh yeah, I don't, I don't really care. It it's, it really looks like a Call of Duty game. It's gonna flop. It's gonna flop so hard, bro.
1: Yeah, it it really looks like a Call of Duty game. That's it. Um, yeah.
0: Marvel Midnight Suns. This is an interesting one.
1: I it's saw some.
0: A... I saw some uh, pictures from this. The. I think the costumes look interesting for all the characters. Yeah, it but looks I don't, really I don't, interesting. I don't actually know what it is. Can you so, it is? if
1: you've ever played XCOM, it's from the same developers of XCOM, and it's a similar kind of game. This was like leaked if, a while ago. What
0: if I've never played that? Whatever. So, that
1: is. XCOM is a top-down tactical turn-based RPG. You oh, play so as like, a.
0: So it's like fucking like um, where you build like um, like Pokemon. Kind of thing, mm. or oh, like like like
1: South Park, stick through. Yeah, yeah, kind of like South Park ish ish. Um, so you you control all your characters in your team, and everybody gets a turn, and you choose their turn, and they all have like a um, like a percentage of whether the attack will land, or depending on the like thing you do. Um, and yeah, it, it looks really interesting. They've actually one thing that's really interesting about this is. The developers have created their own unique hero for the Marvel Universe that you can customise to be you. Okay. Which sounds really interesting. I imagine one thing that will come out of this, because Marvel seems to like doing this with their games, they like to do tie-in comics. I imagine a will have a tie-in comic to lead up to this which will be really interesting to see. The, like you said before, the costumes look fucking cool. Yeah, they look um, really weird. When, like... when the trailer came up, I thought this was a Marvel Avengers DLC, like announcing yeah, that too, Doctor Strange too, and Captain Marvel were coming. in. Um, but the characters that you could see in the trailer were like Captain Marvel, Wolverine, Doctor Strange, Blade, Ghost Rider, Iron Man. Yeah, but like, they all... There's some mental like, characters.
0: It looked like the costumes look... I don't know. It's like they're just different, aren't think they?
1: Think of the mummy with a lot of gold in there.
0: Yeah. That's
1: what you. That's what you gain. Get. You're getting kind of like hieroglyphic suits. Yeah. And I'm here I, for it. I think it's dope as fuck looking.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm here for it. And yeah. I'm, I'm definitely I'm, gonna. Watch, I'm, I mean, I'm if... gonna keep my eyes on it, but I'm probably not gonna get it because yeah. I'm bad at XCOM yeah, style games. Same. I think the yeah.
1: only XCOM style game I've been good at is Mario and Rabbids.
0: Oh my god,
1: it's great. I love it. <laughs> um, and now, this is where I'm gonna rant because um, I'm not happy. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Volition. I'm really not fucking happy. Um, so, take a hit of my vape there. So. A little while ago, I recommended um, Saints Row the Third Remastered when it came out on um, my consoles and PC. I remember that. I love that game to bits. I was here for that. Yeah, and they've released a PS5 patch since then as well, which is really cool. Um, I've got it downloaded now. I haven't tried it out yet, but I'm sure it's gorgeous looking and it runs it perfectly fine. And for a while now, we've been getting teased and told that there's a new Saints Row game in development. That there's a new Saint, there's a new game in the franchise coming. And as a big fan of the franchise, like Saints Row is one of my most beloved games. So as a huge fan of the franchise, I have been really excited yeah. to hear about this new Saints Row. We've been hearing about it constantly for quite a while, and then a few week, like about a week ago. Um, well, a week ago today, it would be a little while ago now, as this is always the old news. Um, the Saints Row 2 account tweeted up an image saying, Rebooting. With the old logo and some graffiti on the wall, and the graffiti said Rebooting. And I was like, ooh, a Saints Row reboot. That could be really good, if they do it in the same sense of um, as, like, Saints Row 2-ish, where they get rid of all the wackiness and go for a grittier kind of story. That could be really cool. And for three days I was talking to my friends about it and how this could be really awesome. And then GamesCon Opening Night live kicks off with Saints Row, the reboot. And it looks fucking awful. Oh dear. It is See, it looks like a fine game. It it's not the like the main thing that's pissing me off so far is the art style. It looks between realism and Fortnite. I don't like that. But obviously, you know, can't change that. But one, the character designs are so fucking weird. It seems that they have their own versions of characters from previous Saints Row games. Because this is a complete reboot. They're getting rid of the entire Third Street Saints as we know them. Okay. Um, which already a bad idea. Because the whole point of Third Street Saints is it's build up it's built up already from this gang. And they're building themselves up as the first three saints and becoming more and more well known and more famous. That's the whole point of Saints Row. And now you're playing as these people who are just trying to start their own, you know, criminal organization just for the fuck of it. Right. Um, and it looks like they're getting their own versions of all these old characters. Like it looks like they've got their own Kinsey, their own their old own Matt, and it looks like they've got like trying to do their own ver- a new version of Johnny Gat, but personally Johnny Gat was kind of annoying anyway don't know why I need a new version of him and then the character design for the boss I'm not a fan of it just looks like a Karen it looks like all these people are just millennial hipsters who want to try their own at, like organised crime like it's a, bun- it's a group of millennial hipster friends who all for hey let's go rob some shit and it just does not look good I'm sorry, the gameplay looks fine, but I'm not a fan of this new direction already. It's dialing back from 4 to the levels of 3 with the craziness, which... Already, personally, I don't really want anyway. I love 3 to bits, and I love 4 to bits, but bring back the style of 2, where it is a bit crazy sometimes, but there's a fucking deep story in there, and there's some emotional scenes. And, like, Johnny Gat isn't as stupid as he could be like they have fucked it and luckily I'm not the only person that thinks this it seems like the entire internet is kind of behind me on this as well where we all just kind of not a fan of it of like the new direction he seems to be going in, the art style even the logo has a lot less personality than the original did like I don't know how you can fuck up a logo but it's done this thing where it just oversimplifies it and it's just, yeah, not good. I, I'm really not a fan of it. I'm, I, if you're a fan of it, I'm sorry. But this looks shit. <clears throat> this is not Saints Row. This feels like a game. This feels like a Watch Dogs game. That they were like, wait, we can't just call it Watch Dogs. Ah, fuck it. We'll just call it Saints Row instead. Well then. And I, honestly, when I was watching the reveal, I was hoping it wasn't Saints Row. I saw the colour scheme, I saw the purple and the black and the silver and the white, and I was like, this is a lot of purple. This is a lot of black. This better not be Saints Row. Please don't tell me this is Saints Row. It's Saints Row. So so you're not happy with it? Very not happy. Really, really not happy. That's a shame. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm really disappointed by this. It, it had a, a lot of potential to be fucking fantastic, and yeah, it looks shit. Have we got any movie news? Um, we got the Matrix Four. Um, is officially titled the Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, um, I, I, people I heard, are Really I,
0: impressed. I heard that was like a rumored title for a while, or that that was a lot of people's uh, assumptions. It was either going to be that or rebooted. Yeah. Yeah. I I was
1: thinking um like the Matrix restart or something like that or the Matrix reset. Yeah.
0: But Re- Resurrection sounds pretty good. I like that. Yeah,
1: Resurrections mm-hmm. is a nice title. Um people like people who have seen the uh footage have said it's really good. Um early reviews are like early viewings of Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, people have talked about it and they've said that it's great. Okay, um.
0: to bear in got mind, though, a... with those uh with those test audiences. Most of them that get in are families and friends. Yeah. Um. So to always take those with a pinch of salt. And apparently, yeah. at one of those, they gave Batman v Superman a standing ovation. So do take that with a pinch of salt.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, one of those, they also said that the that the original Suicide Squad was fucking incredible. Yeah. So yeah, big big pinch of salt. Um. We got like some trailers here and there. That's about it, yeah. Sorry, there's, there's what? Nothing else. David, team me there's, up. There's, you there's, fucking. There's nothing else, really. Uh, nothing really happened, to be honest. David. We're still waiting on that Spider-Man trailer, you know. So,
0: <laughs> the Spider-Man trailer came out. <laughs> no way, did it? I didn't see it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't shocked. By what we saw, because I follow Spider Man Twitter very closely, and there were you are Spider Man Twitter. There were a lot of um, descriptions of the trailer coming out about what it was, what it was gonna be, how long it was gonna be, and it was exactly what everyone said it was gonna be. Um, what did you think? I thought it was a good trailer. It really gave me the vibes of the first Thor Ragnarok trailer. remember that one because it it just showed the entire movie from the start point up until we meet Hulk yeah and it showed that entire bit because that that movie like out of context if you just showed a load of images from it you're like what the fuck is happening so with that you've got to be like right okay this is the plot of it this is how we've got from here to here and then you can go into the movie and it's like yeah that's fair and with this, it looks like they've done the exact same thing. It looks like they've shown us the first, the entirety of the first third of the movie. In the trailer, it, I'd say first half. Maybe, maybe even first half. But, I'd, um, I'd say first half because of how much we see in this trailer. Like, yeah, I'd say it, first half. It, it. I mean, it gives the basic plot away without giving you know detailed plot points like in um, like the Homecoming trailers did. Yeah. Because that I've basically seen the movie before I've seen the movie with that one. Jesus. Um yeah. But it's it's a solid trailer. And, you know, we got we got sort of com- confirmations of, you know, Alpha Molina, which we'd already had confirmations of. The big one was a confirmation of uh, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Can I just say, it's
1: not specifically just Willem Dafoe. It's just Green Goblin. We'd, no, but we, we didn't we, see
0: we, Willem Dafoe. We hear
1: it. It's just Green Goblin. Yeah, but we can that could be anybody. No, it's not. Just it's Willem Defoe's it's Willem DeF- voice. Just
0: because he did a fucking laugh. No, he didn't. anybody could do but a he gr- said, could do he a says, goblin laugh. He said, "Be careful what you wish for, Parker." I honestly I didn't hear that. I didn't watch it that fucking closely.
1: Bro, it's I like a main line in the trailer. Though. What do you mean you didn't watch it that closely? Did you even watch the The only main line, line? line in the trailer I watched I heard was "Hello,
0: Peter." Did you did you actually watch the trailer? Yes. Bro, he's someone comes over the vine, the whole thing goes dark, and he says, Be careful what you wish for. And it's Willem Defoe. Did we see him though? No, we didn't see his face, but we hear his voice, And we see there you his go pumpkin then. bombs. There you go then.
1: We and see it's we see Green Goblin. We know that Green Goblin's in the movie. That's it. We we just know that Green Goblin's bombs are in the movie. It's his pumpkin bombs.
0: Anyway it, Anyway, it could we just also be we also seemingly get a confirmation of Electro, which we are kind of already knew from a Hollywood Reporter article, and we. Well, um, yeah, we, but it's, it's just once again that's just a storm. It could
1: be fucking anybody. No, but it's like, it yellow yeah,
0: storm. Right? Okay. Are you doing this on purpose, or are you actually a fucking moron? Like. <laughs> I just wanted to piss you off. I'm dr- just, just to be, because, you know, we are doing an informative podcast here. This is, you know, we're talking I about- I just
1: wanted to annoy you, because we haven't been able to speak about this trailer properly, man.
0: And so now you think it's the time to annoy me about it when we're recording? Yes. Right. Yes, obviously. Right. Okay. That's not like the best that. time to talk about I'm try- it. I'm trying to have What's an actual conversation with you? with you about
1: it. Well, now's the best time. Whenever we have an actual conversation, I'm trying to annoy you about stuff anyway.
0: No. Because you've been yes. denying this for so long. And so let's just talk about it, like people.
1: Well, yeah, no. Like, obviously we knew that Alf Molina was in the movie because he literally said, yeah, I'm in the movie. We knew that Jamie Foxx was in the movie because he said, yeah, I'm in the movie.
0: That's it. Are you going to stop being a dickhead now? Well, that is that is literally all we know. No, but there was also sort of like... Visu- we know the Green Goblin's there, yeah. We, we, and, and, and of, we saw visual like visuals of what seemed like it could be sandman there's a there was just okay no can we just say that 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 is just sand a sand with electricity sand, that, like, sand
1: that's not specifically oh Sandman's. In the i know new but york.
0: like sand in the middle of new york i know i know unlikely. it, so, it like, is it's, unlikely but still, hint, still once again it's a big hint towards that sandman's in it and we also get a some a moment of footage that People are saying it looks like lizard. I can't quite see it. People as said lizard. it looks like
1: lizard or, or um, venom. venom. And it's once again, def- I don't think
0: it's either of them. I think that's just they probably be green goblin. To be honest, it, you know what? It might be. We might be getting a really different version of green goblin in this. Uh, and honestly, I doubt it. That. But we could be. Um, but it, it's some sort of creature that that lunges towards him, and it could be li- it could be lizard. It's definitely not venom, but it could be lizard. Um... And we've also had a, had a confirmation from Michael Keaton saying that he's in the movie. So it looks like we're getting our Sinister Six. That's the
1: thing that I think this movie's going to do. That I think that they're going to do Sinister Six. And honestly, quick thing, if we do get Sin Man, like I'm not saying we have, I don't believe that we have, but if it does happen, do you want it to be Thomas Hayden Church, who played him in the uh, in um, Spider-Man 3? Right. Or, hear me out, do you want it to be
0: John Cena? See for the multiverse, I want Thomas Hayden Church. But now that you've said that, I think you're yeah. just—I think you're just saying that because Thomas Hayden Church and John Cena do look really alike. They do. That's why. But you're Also because
1: it. I, w- I want to see John Cena in more movies now that I've seen um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. I want to see him in, in more serious roles because his serious scenes in Suicide Squad were fucking phenomenal. I feel like he's just going to be used as a, um, like as a, you know, comic relief character, and Sandman really isn't that. And I feel like that. If he was to get that role, that would really no, help it, out.
0: It, if they've got Sandman in it, it'll be Thomas Hayden Church, because he did such a... He's, like, one of the best parts of Spider-Man 3. He's so good in He's the only
1: good part of Spider-Man 3.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, The the, I've, the trailer looks dope. Uh, we also got uh, some footage of, like, Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man, which was weird. Um, that and...
1: I like. I love Doctor Strange in this trailer, by the way. I, I'm really yeah. happy that Doctor Strange is in this movie. Yeah. It, it does give me. I, I, obviously, the multiverse is fully coming into play here, but I'm still not sold on the fact that they've got um, fucking thingy. Uh, Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield in this, just because it feels like a lot to throw at us in one movie, and Marvel like to Marvel like to stretch out know, shit if, that
0: people would love.
1: If not quite now, a bit.
0: If not now, when? So
1: I said this in um, our group chat on Facebook. And I have a theory about this movie and about the multiverse as a whole and how this is all gonna come together. Okay. And it it sounds viable, but it's also a little bit crazy. So it's a technical part of a quadrilogy slash trilogy. So it started with Loki. Loki has started the multiverse. That's the first instance of the multiverse we have seen in the MCU. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so and Then it's continuing with Far from with No Way Home, where we get the full multiverse coming in full force. We see it properly happening in the main universe that the MCU is set in. I can't remember what Earth that is called, but I know that it's a main universe, and um, that's what we're seeing constantly. In
0: the comic books, it's six one six.
1: Okay, so Earth six one six. So that's what we're seeing now. We are seeing all this happen and all this come into play. And then I think that if we are getting Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield, it's going to be end credits. I think it's going to be very minor, and it's just going to tease up the next thing. But for full-fledged like roles, I think it's going to continue in Doc Strange and the Multiverse Madness. Because it's Sam Raimi directing, so we know that it's going to have some fucking weird shit, and let's face it, we probably know it's going to have Bruce Campbell. He loves to shoehorn him in there somewhere. Like, they are best friends. Like, it, it yeah, just makes okay. sense to shoehorn him. Obviously, I'm not saying he's confirmed to be in it, but he does like it. So I mean, I'm expecting him to be in there.
0: Though,
1: okay. It's very important to me. Um, but then that's going to bring over more characters from the Spider-Man universe, most likely. Maybe Mary Jane, something like that. Um, then it's going to, like, that, Setup is going to finish in Loki season two, where we see Kang the Conqueror destroy the main timeline and cut like fully, like bring in the multiverse to clash with each other, and we're going to have another civil warish style thing where it's multiverse like universe versus universe, where it's okay. going to be this insane, mental fucking thing, and I think that would probably also set up like. Deadpool, most likely, and maybe um, yeah. that would also I... set up like X Men coming into the universe, and it would set up Fantastic Four coming in there. Because I don't think the Fantastic Four are going to be created in this universe, in the main universe. I think they're going to be created in another universe and then brought in through the multiverse.
0: See what I, what I think. I was I was talking with uh, Alex Woods about this the other day. Uh, go s- listen to Flat Moon on Spotify, um, and we were uh, we we were talking about you know because because we said like. It's weird, because, like, Loki seems to have started the multiverse. Like, okay, the, the, the multiverse just started in Loki. But now yeah. we're just seeing the start of the multiverse in Spider-Man as well. Like, we see the point where the multiverse starts. And what we decided was, like, okay, the... Uh, Kang, Kang's role as the the head of the TVA was to be... Was to, like, if there was a moment that cha- that opens the multiverse... Or that causes that sort of thing, he's got to go in and stop it. Now, what it seems like has happened is that when when they're at that meeting and he says, "Oh, this is the point now where I don't know what's going to come come next," that's when Doctor Strange and Spider Man do the do yeah, the so thing Loki and he messes up. A final then, episode of
1: Loki and this film are happening in in like in time with each other.
0: Exactly. So then, when Loki, um, and then when when uh, Sylvie kills Ka- Kang it's like, okay, yeah, you can't stop it. So he, they've not created the multiverse, they've just stopped it from being stopped.
1: Yeah. Yeah?
0: So I think what ignorant. may have
1: happened as well is they've kind of fucked it up more. Because obviously, like, Peter's obviously fucked with the spell a bit, but I think the main thing that's going to have fucked it is them doing that. Like, not, like that whole point is true that, with like, you guys. It's, uh,
0: with, with, with our theories, like, what they've by by killing him they've basically stopped the guy basically there's a fire going on and they've cut the break. oh the firefighter they've killed the firefighter yeah that's okay so then the fire is just erupting and and that we're now like well fuck
1: so basically there's a gender reveal party going on and now we have a wildfire in um like in california yeah okay that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, we, we, For you Americans out there. Yeah, I, th- I think that's... Yeah. Did, did anyone um, keep up with that? Let us know in the, let us know if you did um, on Instagram. At the Real Xander LW. Uh, sorry, no, fuck. I mean, at official and pod. No, like, Spam Xander. Was, was there actually... Spam Zander's personal account. Was there actually any news other than the Spider-Man trailer? Honestly, like,
1: there was a lot... There was a decent amount of stuff from CinemaCon. Uh, but none of that's actually released yet. Yeah, Which so, can I just say is fucking stupid.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: that I mean, is really. I mean, like fucking it, it kinda stupid. It kind
0: of makes sense because, like, the Spider-Man trailer came out and became the most watched trailer within 24 hours of all. Yeah, of time. no. But the thing is, so that was like, also yeah. supposed to
1: be shown at CinemaCon, wasn't it? Like well, it got think, leaked before I think, that, so I it was think, like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just release it.
0: I'm not sure that was the case. I think they were always just going to release it like this. Still, though, man, I
1: I think that Cause we've only CinemaCon got... being locked behind doors is what I'm saying is stupid. I think CinemaCon should have just been an event for people to watch, like E3, like Gamescom. Something that, because people have been stuck in their homes for so long, they've not been able to go and see new movies. They want to see what's coming out so they can go and see it. And yet they're locking it behind doors until the the studio's just like, ah, fuck it, the general public can see it now. Yeah. Like seeing ex like seeing a viewing of a movie, okay, fair enough. Showing behind the scenes, yeah. Show that to investors, this and the other. Then release that later. But showing tra- trailers and footage of new movies that are really hyped up that people are really wanting to see, especially if they're coming out fairly soon. Don't lock it behind doors. Let the public see it and reveal it to the world. Like, show they're, the they're world thinking is hey, this is a fucking great movie coming out.
0: Their thinking is that, like, for one thing, they, um, you know, they don't want to get drowned out in all the other hype. Like, if you release five trailers, really, are all five of them going to be like, oh, my God, all five of these trailers came out. People are going to remember, like, one or two. But also, they want something, they want people to have a reason to go to this event.
1: Yeah, but then that's the thing of so people like have got, to be able to imagine, go to the event. So Imagine, now going, to the event, imagine
0: it. going to the event, seeing that Spider Man trailer, and be like, "Oh my god, I'm like one of the only people in the world that's seen this." And then getting out and seeing it on Twitter, you're like, "Oh, right, okay." Well, I don't feel special anymore. But then going to Personally, the matrix. But then going to the Matrix panel and seeing the the trailer for the Matrix and being like, "Holy shit!" And then getting out and being like, "Oh my god, no one else has seen this." I'm like one of, the- you know, there's a there's that hype for. Then just be in uh, then that kind of thing, oh, like show a small like a small trailer and then
1: show exclusive footage to people there. Show like the opening ten minutes. Show whatever you want to, but don't lock trailers behind a technical paywall because that's just shit. You wanna if you wanna hype up these films and Matrix is coming out in four months supposedly, that's yeah. when it's scheduled to come out. Yeah. The fact that the Matrix trailer hasn't been released to the public yet, and it's coming out at the very, basically the same time as Spider-Man. Yeah. So the fact that that's not come out yet is fucking stupid to me. Like, sure, show off, like, the Batman trait like, Batman footage. Because that's coming out in March. People don't need to see that yet. People don't need to get hyped for that yet, because it's coming out in March, there's all stuff to get hyped for. Yeah. And you don't even want to oversaturate the people, like you've just said. But if it's coming out soon... Show it, and I think it's fucking stupid, and it's honestly really anti-consumer to lock this behind like this event because one events are expensive, two it's only in one location, so not everybody in the world has access to this. If they had it showing, it, like add a location at everywhere around the world, sure, do that. That's fine. But they didn't. They have one location and it's very specific set of people that can go there and it just seems shitty to me. I don't like it and I'm glad the E3 stopped doing that because they showed off the entire E3 conference online. They showed off the entire Gamescom conference online. Conferences like this need to just be shown to the public. Then tech demos, footage, Q&As, this and the other. Keep that for the event.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: It'll be like the Super Bowl footage not being able to be shown on TV, but people can watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. They just can't see the trailers that get revealed there. It it just seems stupid. It doesn't seem right for me. It it's it's really anti-consumer, and I think it's fucked.
0: Yeah, you tell them, David.
1: I fucking will, Zander.
0: <laughs> um, we've been going for like nearly an hour, and we still haven't talked about Candyman.
1: Yeah, because there's not going to be much to talk to talk about with this movie. Whenever we watch a good film, we don't really talk about the film much. Mm. So we've padded the runtime of this podcast by talking about me ranting about Saints Row reboot, and us talking about Spider Man, and then me ranting about CinemaCon.
0: Yeah, a couple of rants. Crazy. Um. So, so we're getting, So we're both poor. So we're talking about Candyman, 1992.
1: Yeah, we, we both can't afford to go to the cinema.
0: Sorry, Nia Dacosta, you're gonna to have to wait till payday for me to see your movie. Yeah. it looks real good though. I'm real excited for it. Yeah, um, and it's got it's got really good reviews on ev- and
1: everywhere. So it did. Well done. It did you're get good film.
0: reviews. Yeah, well done. Um, we'll but, have a review of it eventually. But now we're going to talk about the original from 1992. Yeah, uh, and now I've never seen this movie. Me neither. Me neither. Um, I'd I'd seen like the poster. And that is yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. The reason that...
1: Like, my mum has always told me that this is, like, one of the scariest films she's ever seen. is because she gave birth to my brother. Which, like, whilst this film was showing on the TV in the hospital room she was in. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: Yeah, it was on the TV and she gave birth
0: during it. Yeah, things do want to just turn and, it off.
1: And apparently she remembers the exact moment where she actually went into full-on labour. Like, obviously she got moved into a new room. Like as she was having to, like you know, as my brother was coming out, but during the time that she was, like yes, please, David, please
0: describe your mother
1: giving birth. It's a natural thing, Xander. (laughs) Just because your mother left you doesn't mean that I can't talk about my mother. Anyway, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. That was mean. That was really mean. That was really mean. I'm just carry on, David. I love you, Xander. Carry Um, on. Say it back. I love you too. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a bit of a weird one. I, yeah. it's a, it, Like like I said, I, I've always just wanted... I've, I've known about it ever since I was a kid, essentially, because I'd started watching horror movies at a very young age, and I was just like, "Oh, Candyman's fucking terrifying. And I just never watched it. Because I just didn't seem to give a shit. Um, And after watching it today, yeah, it's, it's a good horror
0: movie. It's, I didn't love it.
1: Didn't love it, but I didn't
0: hate it. Yeah, that's it. Like, not, it's a very, it's a very slow start. Like it has that that once that one moment of near nearly at the very start, where it shows basically the premise, which is you say Candyman's name five times in the mirror and he comes. It's in Bloody plenty. Mary. Yeah, it,
1: it's just Bloody Mary with an extra two times on top.
0: Yeah, with with a bit more backstory.
1: Yeah, like there's a lot of folklore into this, and the folklore is genuinely interesting. Yeah, I believe it is also based on a book.
0: It is also based on a book, yeah. Uh, I haven't read it, obviously. Um, I'll probably book eventually book read it. recommendation? I can't read. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I found it a bit slow at the start, and then when it when it did finally get going, I was like, "All right, okay, it's getting going." And then it, the ending was a bit weird, and then it ended. So I was like, "All right, okay, sick." Um. I thought that, I thought the main performance from the main girl was fine. Um, there were some good moments, like some exciting moments. Um, yeah. Mainly from Candyman, but there were other bits yeah, that I just Tony didn't... Tony Todd
1: was fantastic. Yeah, Tony Todd was pretty
0: good. Um,
1: I I did a lot. Li- I liked. Um, I loved a lot of the dialogue from Candyman. Yeah. Like Ca- Candyman's dialogue and the way they actually presented it was really fucking weird. Yeah. Like, he, he does it in such a strange way. Apparently, I also... Uh, I'm looking at the IMDb for this movie. Um, and Tony Todd said that he was stung by bees 26 times during the space of filming the Candyman trilogy.
0: Jeez. Well, yeah, yeah I that's, mean, at one point... That's, not, a, of, that's not fun. It, at one point, he has a mouth full of bees. You think... Was that real, though? Was that
1: practical effects? Because if that was practical effects, that looks amazing. If that was, if that was real, fucking hell...
0: I think it was, I think there was some of it that was real, and then I think I saw a moment when it was a prosthetic head. Yeah, I saw the switch. Um, yeah, and you know it, it it looks flawless, but like you can just see like that the light comes off him a little differently, and like you can tell. But it's it's still re- it still really works. Still really. Yeah, works. no, it works
1: really well. Like the um, the way this movie looks is fantastic, and I do love the um. Like like I said, I love some of the quotes from um, Candyman. And the main one that I love is like, I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. And fucking hell, that is a good ass line.
0: I, um, I think probably my... It probably is my favourite scene. It's in the psychiatrist's office.
1: Yeah, that's really good. I think that's when fair she, to say. When she calls for him, and then um, he just like it takes a moment for him to appear, and then out of nowhere, he's just slicing up this guy's
0: back. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking great moment. But like, I also it's it's weird. Like during that moment, you expect music, and there was no music. But then the rest of the music throughout the movie slaps. It's very orchestral. It's it's good music. I dig it. it reminds, it's a little bit Halloweeny. Yeah, kind like with of. the with the withining like but with if the with, yeah. the with the keyboard. I i I dig it though, I dig it. It's like Halloween if they were playing a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, I like
1: it. It it it's good music. It is really good music, and I hope that's brought in with the um with the rebuquel.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, there's there's not much to say about this. Like one thing that I did love was the um the design of Candyman, one, he looks fantastic, and two, there's the fact that like his whole character is uh, the fact that he was murdered and um severed his hand, everything like that, and then he shoved a hook into his severed hand. And you'd expect like with this kind of character it's like, Oh, okay, he's just gonna have a stump with a hook in there. No. There's there's a lot of like exposed flesh and that looks fucking dope. And
0: there's like nails where they've tried to yeah. like, like nail it in. Yeah, that looks
1: awesome as fuck. I I love that.
0: Um, That looks really
1: fucking cool.
0: I like that she got to kill her her, her horrible boyfriend at the end, which is uh, Xander Berkeley. Xander, you got murdered. Yeah, sick. No, Xander Berkeley always plays a douchebag. And I'm like, you're dragging the name down, mate. (laughs) Like, come come on, on. pick up the Xanders. I've seen him in three things now. And every single time... Always <laughs> is oh, a douchebag. He's just a douchebag. He was a bad guy in The okay. Walking Dead. He's a bad guy in this. And the other thing I saw him in, he was the main villain. I was like, well... He's in
1: Terminator 2 as well. Is he? Apparently, according to
0: IMDb. Oh my God, he's John Connor's dad. You know, you know, he's foster dad.
1: Yeah. That's who he he's is. Also in, um, he's also in Ben 10 Ultimate Alien.
0: Right, okay. I doubt you can actually see him in that. No, he's um
1: he's just a, a singular character. He's Detective uh, Gigante from Kickass.
0: Yeah, he's a villain. He's a bad boy. Um,
1: what else is he in? Uh he's in Supergirl. Don't think anybody cares. Um, oh, no. yeah, there's not much else that he's in.
0: Sick. Yeah, the one yeah. thing,
1: I was um, I was looking at Tony Todd, though, and, like, his roles other than Candyman, and Final his roles, yeah, he's only ever in either horror movies, and he's usually the villain, or he's in, like, he's just voice roles in shit nobody really cares about.
0: Well, he's got a cracking voice, so yeah, voice acting.
1: But yeah, exactly. He's in a lot of video games. But
0: being Candyman, Candyman, it's it, it's a pretty iconic role.
1: Yeah, and you'd think that he would get a lot of stuff from it, but he doesn't. Well, no, because like, it's like there's even another movie where else, he's a character with a hook for a weapon. What,
0: what else did What else did Robert Englund do other than a Nightmare on Elm Street? Once you are that character, like you, a yeah, you're only icon, ever seen as that character. You can't, yeah, it's kind of hard to get out of that. So you just carry on yeah. doing more, more and of more the
1: same. That really does suck, though. It really sucks that like horror icons are just stuck in that role. Yeah, I guess.
0: Because
1: yeah. like they, these these people are clearly good actors. Like obviously not when it comes to like Michael Myers, because all you have to do is wear a mask and stand there. You don't have to do anything else. Michael Myers is probably the easiest role to play. Yeah. You just kind of have to f- brandish a knife and then, yeah, that's it. Um, that's it. But in everything else, like he's not in—he's only ever just somebody random. Like he's usually the bad guy in something, or like he's you know in horror games or horror movies. Like he's... Tony Todd is in the um, the Flash series, apparently. Oh. He's the voice of Zoom.
0: Ah, yeah, from the second season.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, cool. I didn't know that. That's dope. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. There's. There's not really much point going through the Wikipedia because, like, there's not. Like, it's just really yeah, it's, simple. It's what a, happens? It's
1: a ninety-two movie. It's a nineteen ninety-two movie. That it's like a basic horror movie. You know, all you have but to like, know is.
0: The first, like, the first like half of it was just people telling stories. Of stories they've been told about Candyman. Yeah, and then like the, they, there's like and, f- there's like followers of Candyman that all live in one building, and like if people start asking about Candyman, they like beat them up.
1: Yeah, but the thing is like that. I think so. With that, it's not like followers of Candyman. It's there's clearly a drug deal like going on there because like the whole thing is like that's a very low income area. There's a drug dealer living there, and everybody's on drugs around there. Yeah. And so the guy who is the main, like you know, like the main big drug dealer, he's the Candyman. He's giving out the
0: sweets, sweets to the sweet.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he is—he's the Candyman, and that's what he's thought to be originally. And then it turns out Candyman's an actual—I don't know. It's yeah, exactly. It's—he's not a person. He's not a, you know a thing. But he's able to—he's able to you, you don't know
0: a, that. Stop starting an urban legend. What's that from rick or morty you know when they oh, go to the the verse. oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> don't don't go into the woods after midnight morty <laughs> what no that, are you starting a myth <laughs> don't start a myth <laughs> anyway candy man that show's funny man that show's funny it's shit I've, that people don't like that show anymore it's good it's funny it's shit it's not
1: like i i it's not even like i don't like anymore i just kind of burnt out on it. I just can't be asked watching it anymore.
0: Have you seen any of the new Honestly, season? Honestly? Nope. To be fair, it's not been very good. There's been like, yeah. there's out, out of the eight that are out, there's three that I would say are good episodes.
1: I've still not watched the Vive episode, Acid episode that you keep on telling me to watch as well. I just can't be asked watching it. That one's really funny though. I just can't be asked. Like, really I can't funny. be asked walking away. Honestly, when it comes to Just Be stuff, all I want to see is Solar Opposite Season 3. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck's going on in the
0: wall, man. Anyway, um, Candyman.
1: Yeah, it's it's good but it's not as good as, you uh, know,
0: there's a Ted Raimi cameo. Say.
1: Oh yeah, there is a Ted Raimi cameo.
0: Yeah, I like that. I was like, ooh, Ted Raimi. Nice. Um, Yeah, sl- it's got a slow start. Um, when things get going in Candyman, it really turns up, there's a great moment that I absolutely loved when um, she's looking in the mirror and he he hits his hat he gets the hook comes through the wall and tries to get her and then she runs out of the apartment and as she runs out the apartment turns her like runs out and he's just stood at the end the other end of the corridor and starts talking to her and he's like like, oh my god and then she runs back in and it's sort of almost framed like one shot there's a couple only a couple of small cuts um and then as she runs back into the kitchen she picks up a knife and then as the camera pans around, he stood behind her um, in yeah. the hallway again. It's like, oh, man, that's dope. That's really dope. Um, I, I enjoyed that scene. But like that, that's it. There's a couple of really great moments, but that doesn't make a great movie. Um, the,
1: this film seems like it was the most needing of a reboot. Well, yeah, because it's a cracking
0: off. idea. It's, it's a great just, idea and it's
1: got a lot of good lore there. And it's but so it doesn't build it upon is, it.
0: It is so easy to market a movie like this. Yeah. It, it is. is so and, easy because all you have to say is like, oh, don't do this, and then suddenly it become an internet challenge on TikTok. Or oh, yeah, saying exactly. Candyman five times. Or whatever. It's like saying
1: Candyman five times at 3 a.m. in my own bathroom.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like but you the, that's gonna be that's so, gonna be a
1: challenge on YouTube.
0: I mean, to be fair, like the pandemic hit, so marketing's been a bit fucked recently. But, like, if this was to come out at any other time, they would have they would have really pushed this new one. Uh, oh, God, this like... would have
1: made so much money. Yeah, because it out. feels like this... Because um... people love this kind of horror movie where it's urban legends brought to life.
0: And sort of paranormal. Yeah. As well. Um... Paranormal,
1: but with a mix of, like, the fuck is kind of going on here. People love that shit.
0: Yeah yeah it, um th- this movie weirdly i know that ted raimi's in it but it reminded me kind of of like a sam raimi style horror film kind of like dark man ish just without the um underlying comedy aspect
1: yeah it it does give uh, you it know what though? like a
0: dark when sam it comes
1: raimi to um movie. sam raimi movies i do really want to watch um drag me to hell
0: drag i me to really want to watch great. That. it's a really good movie
1: I was looking at it yesterday, I was like, ooh, should I watch Drag Me to Hell? but why would start watching um, The Hunting of Hill House again instead, so I watched the first episode of that. It's great.
0: Yeah, Drag Me to Hell is a banger, 100%. I've been,
1: I might watch that tomorrow then, because this has got me in the mood to watch more horror movies. And I thought that Don't Breathe 2 would get me in the mood to watch horror movies. But that wasn't a fucking horror movie, that was, a, that was an action film. And a kind of shit one of that. But anyway, we're not talking about that one. We're talking about um, Candyman and this has got me in the mood to watch more horror films like it's definitely done that. And I love the. When it comes to the reboot, well, I think Tony Todd is the perfect casting choice for Candyman, he he looks menacing. His like the way he pronounces his voice is really fucking cool. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm really I'm genuinely excited to go and see this and I will be seeing this. At some point, I think I'm probably gonna go and see Free Guy first though because I really want to watch Free Guy. <laughs> i might go watch Free Guy on Tuesday. I get paid.
0: You, I think you'll enjoy it.
1: I can't watch Free Guy on Tuesday. Am I gonna watch Free Guy tomorrow? Fuck it. I'm.
0: Um, uh, oh man, I'm working all day tomorrow, you know, bro.
1: Mate, on Never this stays. week, next week, I've next week I've got the most like basic, like
0: the most normal shift
1: pattern possible. When it nice comes,
0: uh, love that for like, you like
1: i know this is weird because i usually only work late yeah next week so on tuesday I, i'm gonna go through my entire um this is
0: great listening
1: i know right <laughs> i also got a, a message from my brother half an hour ago saying you're hungry yo Ooh. i was like i might just say yeah a bit peckish,
0: peckish.
1: mid podcast
0: yeah bro cheeky snacker rack
1: I think it's because um, I was supposed to go into his for pizza today.
0: Yeah. yeah um but yeah.
1: obviously couldn't. Um but anyway. So next week my rotor, I am working a two half eight on the Tuesday. I was originally doing a five-nine on the Wednesday, but I've now changed that to an eleven three because I have plans after work. Then a five nine the day after. Then another two half eight, then another five nine. So I've got like an actual mixed rotor next week. Whereas I usually work five nine or two or two eight. That's it. That's the only shifts I usually work. And it fucking sucks. Um,
0: No, I'm uh I'm doing so I start at twelve tomorrow and I'm meant to finish at half five. But then um we've got a stock take.
1: We need to have a fucking stock take, honestly.
0: We've we've got a count everything in the shop and it's a nightmare and so i'm not going to be leaving till like half nine
1: mate imagine if we had to count everything in my shop do you know how big B&Q is
0: B&Q is big
1: i'm gonna show i'm gonna um like google stock for real quick man
0: i'd rather not
1: just quickly do it please no, I'm it's good. fucking massive i'm good like my my department alone is like
0: 13 aisles jeez, how many people work in your store though um over a hundred well there you go then
1: yeah, but we're also really understaffed Still because like... people are on holidays we've also got people going on sick a <laughs> oh, no, hundred people for a 300 aisle store
0: and no we've got I think how many of us are there? I think there's like eight of us. How many hours have you got to do the start take? Yeah. Um, well, we we shut the shop at half five, so we start at half five. No, how many
1: aisles do you have?
0: Not oh, hours. Oh, three. You have three aisles. But like, there's you know everything's sm- much smaller in it.
1: True, but we also have a lot of small stuff. Like our, our 12 for us is a load of paintbrushes, silicones, adhesives, and like tape. And
0: I know, but ours is all like you know, sandpaper. Ours is all like tins and stuff like that. And, for, and there's freezers so your hands get cold. And it's not fun. All I'm saying is, man, is. It's compared not, it's not a competition i can compared. it's all relative like i've never experienced Q. so if i did being <laughs> i'd be like yeah you shit, come, that's a lot but like, you should for come me, to bnq stockport and
1: just see me working one day do you, do you not understand you would get like not, three minutes of talking time do, 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 do you not understand that
0: do you not understand that like it's it's relative no and that like you know everyone has different things so it's not always a competition to it's like, I know, it's like, I know. It's like if i say i'm tired you're like well this is what i've done i'm like well i've done this then you'd be like you can't you're like invalidating the fact that i'm saying like it's a lot of work
1: is this just a rant at this point again and we're just doing another rant now yeah i'm, I mean, how I'm gonna cut this out our jobs now? are
0: i'm cutting this out but like
1: yeah yeah i get it man honestly though it's just it's been such a fucking pain like i'm always on my own now so overall
0: what are you giving this out of 10
1: i'm giving it like a, a seven it's it's a good movie seven. There's, def, there's definitely some things that i you know that change and the Jeez, i think um, would work better but it it's not bad by any means it's just a bit slow but i like a good slow burn horror movie and there's there's definitely some really disturbing shit in this film and the folklore itself is really fucking cool i really like the folklore
0: i'm i'm bordering on a 6 i'm half i'm like i'm i'm debating whether to give it a 6 or a 5.5 I'm feeling generous. I'll give it a six.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like it's just it, fine. Like, like, yeah, like I said, it, it's not a great horror movie, but at the same time, I've seen so much shit horror that even decent horror is kind of up. Yeah. Like, in the ratings.
0: Yeah, no, I get that, I get that.
1: So, no matter what, like, even if a horror movie is decent, I will at least give it, like, a six. And if it's better than decent, I'll give it a seven.
0: Fair. Right that was a quick section of the podcast wasn't it um let's move on to um some very cheeky sell me movies hey david do you want to sell me a movie or a tv show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd breathe
1: See, yeah, i haven't watched any movies like i've i watched the first episode of haunting of hill house yesterday so i can recommend that great um Fucking fantastic horror show. I love it to bits. It's uh, directed and created by Mike Flanagan, um, the director of Hush and um, Dr. Sleep. And he's currently got a new show coming out soon called Midnight Mass. Um, that's another Netflix original. It's bringing back some of the actors from uh, Haunting of her House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but yeah, it's... One of the best horror shows I have pretty much ever seen. Granted, there's not a lot of good horror shows, but there's still some really good horror shows, and that's probably the best, because it delves into horror while still having a really tantalising and interesting story. So I, I fully, fully fucking recommend that. I've actually got the book as well. It's literally underneath my foot right now. It's the one with the cover for um, the Netflix show. And the poster's beautiful.
0: Yeah, poster is dope.
1: The poster poster is dope. dope. Um, So yeah, I can recommend that. And I think I've recommended Metal Gear Solid 5 before, but I can recommend that again. I'm not allowing you to recommend the same game twice. I've done it before. I shall do it again. Play Metal Gear Solid 5 and tell Konami to make the director's cut because they didn't fucking finish it. I'm going to
0: sell you... Um, a TV show first. I'm going to sell you a TV show first, uh, because I right. think I th- I'm well. I know you've seen this, but I've now finally w- I I rewatched what I had already rewatched, and then I've finished the rest of it. Um, right. I I watched The Good Place. Hey, it took me about four days, <laughs> cause I just shotgunned it. Um, yeah, it's Looking obviously great, innit. It's a good show obviously like you all know this already though so it's no real surprise but um yeah you're I mean, a little late
1: to the party on that one aren't i you? am
0: i am but um i'm okay with that because now i've had this somehow hadn't have the whole thing spoiled for me somehow honestly
1: mate neither did i like yeah. i
0: watched it i watched it
1: about a year ago and i didn't
0: know anything about yeah, it
1: the- i didn't even know what it was about in the first place
0: exactly like i i when it first came out on netflix i watched the first season and so knew the twist at the end of the first season I was like oh my god this is incredible and then it started going weekly and i just sort of dropped off i was like i can't do this weekly anymore after after watch after sitting and binge watching 13 episodes of it and then having to wait a week for 20 minutes i was like it's just ain't it but watching yeah. it all at once this show genuinely is one of the only because like. You'd class it as a sitcom because it's got that twenty it's got minute, not... it's got that twenty minute format. It's like made by the guys who make Parks and Rec in The Office, but like it is situational. It's, but it's not though, is it? Because it, it, I think it's just it's got a, a story running through it. I think it's just a comedy series because like with yeah. a typical sitcom like The Big Bang Theory, if you watch an episode of that, you can sit and watch twenty minutes of it, know nothing about it beforehand, and then leave it and be like, I know exactly what happened in that episode. Whereas if you enter an episode of this. You'll be fucked if you didn't watch last week's. Which yeah. I
1: really appreciate. This, this does have like the situation the sitcom style, but it also throws in a lot of story in there. It's doing what yeah. mo- modern it does what modern day South Park does. Where yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. there are like you can watch certain episodes standalone. Like there are episodes that you can watch standalone and just like, yeah, no, like there's storylines that are just completely standalone to that episode as well. But the overarching storyline is always continued. Yeah. And that's where you can't really drop off. And that's why you can't really just, you know, throw it on in the background and use it as background noise. Like, you can do that with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, like, and um, Friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But this you can't really throw in the background.
0: No, no. Which I I appreciate. At
1: at some point, there's going to be something happening.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: it's... And there is a theory that um, Parks and Rec and this are connected. And um, there's a few Easter eggs to Parks and Rec. Like, there's, Swans, there's a Swanson lockpicking
0: company or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I noticed a few of these. I noticed a few of these.
1: Yeah, there's a few um, Easter eggs, so people think that they are connected. And, they like, they've never said that it's not. So I'm like, I like to think that they are connected, because that's cute. Yeah,
0: definitely. I
1: love that they've moved on from Parks and Rec, but are still... Throwing Parks and Rec in there uh, here and uh, because they know that they, had, they they fucking struck gold with that and sure. they struck gold with this. This
0: is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really great. Kristen Bell and Ted Danson are phenomenal. Oh, Ted Danson is so um, good in this. I think. I think. I, I think, love I, him. I I think my favorite character though is probably uh, Jason, the guy who was pretending to be a monk. Oh, he, I hated him. No, because he just. I, I like. No, him. first? I like. Vo- I love him later on. I like his voice. I, like, I really oh, no, I, like his I voice. I love the character.
1: I absolutely yeah. love the character. I just hate him at first. Yeah. When he's actually the monk and
0: in the second that he comes in, it's just like, oh my God, he's great. And like, I was... So I have just. Finished, I also kind of love Derek. I just finished watching a Superstore uh, yeah. on Netflix as well. I've, I've, re- I've seen it before, but i rewatched re-watched it. And watching... I went straight from that to watching The Good Place. And like, the thing I noticed was like, it's really rare in a sitcom that's like, will they or won't they? With, like, two... A main, a main female character and a main male character. Like, where, the, where, where you're thinking all the way through it, or are they going to get together, or are they not going to gonna get together? They're normally, like, the least interesting characters in the show. Like in these two are the most interesting. These two are so good. like uh, It's Cheedy and um, Eleanor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Cheedy's great. Like, there's not... They're not the worst characters in this, which I really appreciate. Because, like, sometimes, like, with... With Superstore, the main two aren't, like, the ones you watch the show for. Like, they're the main parts, so they, they have the most story. But, like, the real reason you're there is to see the side characters. Whereas in this, yeah. them you're here to see everyone. And I really, really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, like, you are always... Like, in every storyline, you are engrossed with all of it. Like, yeah. everybody, you you have an attachment to, to all the characters in this. And you want them all to, like get into the good place you want them all to do like reach their goals yeah and it's all fantastic and like it starts off so strong and it never dips
0: no it doesn't There's that's not what's great about... about and it always exactly it always feels like it never feels like it went on for too long it never yeah. felt like a story came out of nowhere and was like oh, and it right. also
1: didn't feel like it went on too short as well it yeah, ended no, perfectly
0: yeah and the and, and every every hurdle they came up against didn't feel forced. It was like, yeah, this this would be a necessary hurdle that they'd have to overcome.
1: Yeah, um, and like, it's rare that the final season, especially of like something like a sitcom, is perfect. But the the final season for this was perfect. It was pretty. It was
0: really good. Really, really good. It was
1: phenomenal, um, and, and I... it's one of the only um like sitcoms I've ever seen with like that as such a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's got ninety
1: seven percent.
0: I cried in the finale as well. Like,
1: yeah, same. It's just <laughs>
0: it's like so genuinely good. I haven't. I had a rough week and I hadn't cried all week, and then and I you wa- needed a good cry. And I watched this and I fucking sobbed, mate. I sobbed at the end because it's just like so yeah, cute. yeah, yeah. It's with it's with the subject matter as well. Like it's all about death, and like you know, it comes to the end. And you're like, oh fuck me. But yeah, yeah, it's really, really it's recommend so the good Bad. place on Netflix. Go check it out. Um, it's dope. Um, but the movie I want to recommend, I, I went to the cinema this week and I went to watch a, mo- a British horror movie called Censor. And what? it's about a a, a British um, censorship agent who rates. It's set like in the early '80s when there's loads of like gory horror films, and it's her job to rate them and, like, send her back with cuts and stuff like that. So she basically works for the BBFC. Okay. But one that sort of gets all the gory horror films in. Okay. And, um... It, she sees a, uh... She sees one movie that's made, and it really reminds her of something... Of, like, the way her sister went missing as a child. And it sort of oh. sends her over the edge. Re- like, quite rapidly. Um, and she's like, I can't, like, what like she she's so unshaken by everything she sees you see that at the start and then she sees this and she's shaken up and it's like oh god what's happening here and then there's also a plot line where like she's she's being pestered by the news because um she herself she passed a film um without cuts and then some guy's gone out and murdered his wife in the exact same way as someone gets murdered in that movie Oh. So like it's you know that that's going on as, at the same time so it's kind of over overwhelming her a bit. It's a slow movie. It's only like an hour. I think I think it's like an hour 25 or something. It feels long. Uh it's a really slow start but then the last 15 20 minutes are actually phenomenal. Truly truly worth the watch for the last 20 minutes it is superb the The movie ends on such a high note that at the end i was like damn that was a really good movie but then i was thinking back i was like it wasn't perfect though like it wasn't amazing but like the ending is so strong that it will trick you into thinking the rest of the movie is great when it's not it's quite slow and it not it's not really scary up until like you know it's up until certain points um but overall i think it's a really solid movie that i think um should be seen fair enough yeah um i i'd give it a very solid at first i gave it a six but now that i'm talking about it, now that i'm remembering it i'm giving it a seven fair enough i'm giving it a seven it's a it's a really solid horror film and uh I, I think when it when it comes out, it'll probably come on like Amazon Prime or something. I think you should check it out. I'll let you, I'll keep an eye on it, and when it comes out, I'll let you know because I think you might enjoy it. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Exciting. Right. We're gonna leave it at that because we're clearly both very tired and we've got a lot yeah. going on. So um, we we we'll be back next week, and next week is um, Shang Chi, right? Shang Chi comes out on Friday.
1: Yes, it, it does. When are we recording the podcast? Because... Um, well, whenever we both see it. Because I probably won't... Be, I might not even be able to see it on Friday. I might have to see it on Saturday. We'll,
0: we'll figure it we should, out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Me check me, Rota. But yeah, ne- next week will be our review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the newest um entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So make sure you are here for that. We'll be doing a spoiler-free section and a full spoiler section as well. And we'll probably try and get in a couple of our mates as well. May what it'll be one of either James O'Malley, Joe Cook, or Alex Woods that hops on with us. Um, yeah, most likely. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, also, remember to check out Time Lords, the uh, Doctor Who comedy panel show I was a part of this week. Go and check uh, check that out and let Tom know if you enjoyed it, because then we'll make we'll make more of it because it was a lot of fun to do. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, Thanks, David, for being here, as always.
1: Thank you, Xander, for, I don't know, um, existence. Thank you for existing, Xander.
0: Cheers, cheers. And, um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for our record-breaking month as well to everyone that's been listening. Uh, We are going to keep trying to make this podcast as good as it can possibly be. And um, I've been Xander Langwiston, and thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. If you didn't hear that because he cut out, it's bye. Bye. If you didn't hear that again because he cut out, he said bye. Step on a Lego. Wow.